What's up, everybody? This is the Aztec warrior, Alex Cruz, and I'm drinking at Moe's. All right, everybody, taking time out before we get this show started that uh, I want to thank Reaper Apparel for having Drinking at Moe's be a brand ambassador for their clothing line. They got good stuff. They got t-shirts. They got hoodies. They got beans. They got... Lots of great stuff, encouraging everybody to break out of their comfort zone, live their best self, and hey, it's something I try to live every day. Now, be sure when you go and you're finishing filling out your order, use the code Drinking at Mo's, get ten percent off, and the link and the code will both be in the description. Let's fucking go. All right, everybody. Welcome Drinking at Mo's. Big Mo here. You know the drill. YouTube, like, subscribe, share, comment, all that good shit because that YouTube algorithm is a pain in the ass. We are most places you can find your audio podcast too. And, you know, I'm going to have to wait to post about recording with my guest tonight because as of this moment for some reason i'm in facebook jail on my facebook on my podcast facebook page but anyways the aztec warrior alex cruz how are you doing i'm doing fantastic man another day alive another day blessed so i'm good oh yeah i i can definitely say the same for myself had some pretty cool wrestling related things happen lately i was at sammy callahan's promotion wrestling revolver at their last show and got the grizzled young veterans to do a hype video for the channels and i got some solid leads on some pretty big people so can't complain and that night was just amazing yeah, absolutely. That sounds like it sounds like a blast. Oh yeah, definitely got to meet some of my favorites, including somebody that I have a feeling we'll talk about a little later. But All right. first thing I like to start off with everybody with is what got you started as a fan, and then what got you deciding to make the leap into the business. Yeah, so uh, started when I was about three years old. My grandmother. To be of all people, my grandmother, my my uh, Hispanic grandmother. So used to always watch WCW religiously. Would watch WWE, but when I started watching it at first, it was it was WCW. You know, that's what that's what I was watching. I mean, back in you know when I was three, I was like little, but my first memories of it, I was probably about like five, six. So now we're talking ninety five and ninety six. So when I when I started watching it. Saw a guy with some white face paint and we're starting to talk mm-hmm. about Sting and Rey Mysterio. And I remember Hulk Hogan. So those mm-hmm. were like the big three for me. Um, Rey Mysterio, when he first started at uh, in WCW, obviously I saw Sting and Hulk Hogan were the three that just captivated me. And I have never looked back since. Um, and then what got me to make the jump was just that dream that, I, you know, just, 
I feel like wrestling was just something that I've always wanted to do. You know, you just get to be someone larger than life and, and be a, a character, just some form of yourself. And, and I just, I, I wanted, I wanted to feel it. I want to know what it was like. And after battling with the, Oh, I wasn't big enough or, you know, feeling that I was too small at the time, you know, uh, it, it wasn't until it actually wasn't until I was 24 in 2014 when I decided to start training because at that point in my life I felt okay I got a little bit of weight got a little size let me let me give it a shot and rest was history at that point oh yeah and that that's that's awesome I know not everybody gets started at an age like let's say Billy Starks you know where she's yeah. just a young phenom right now right you know you get people in there that tend to you know start a little later for whatever reason but interesting thing here you mentioned i didn't realize this putting my notes together but when you mentioned starting training at the age of 24 one thing that you and i have in common both having served in the military you correct me if I'm wrong, still are. And I went into boot camp when I was 24. Wow, okay. And, okay, I'll, yeah. and actually had my 25th birthday at boot camp. <laughs> Talk about worst birthday ever. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, and, and you're absolutely correct. I'm currently active duty in the Army National Guard. I'm a recruiter. So it's uh, it's very cool. Um, I, I, I enlisted in 2010, so, uh, I was 20 years old. Again, everything, I kind of, I kind of did everything a little bit, you know, a little bit out of the norm, not 17, not 18. I kind of waited a little bit and, um, I enlisted in 2010. I got out in 2018 to kind of focus a little bit more on wrestling. And then I re-enlisted in 2020 and, uh, yeah, haven't looked back since. And, uh, I think in January I'm eligible, uh, I'm within my 30, 30, uh, my 90 day ETS window which for people who don't know that's your uh that's basically your contract where it's about to run out so you got 90 days until you're done and i'm i'm planning on re-enlisting for another six and going to still staying in recruiting and active duty and you know riding this thing out riding the wave you know hey nothing wrong with that and you're riding the wave me maybe veteran so riding the waves definitely did my share of that and serving on a destroyer and let's just say there's a reason they nicknamed those things wall walkers right yeah i've definitely been in my fair share of seas where i was basically walking on them damn walls <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah what was the what was your mos if you don't mind kind of was, shifting off track well we'll get into wrestling again it's not I haven't had too many times where I've actually had fellow veterans that are wrestlers as well on. So, you know, <laughs> lots of stuff to talk yeah. about here. But oh, yeah. um, my MOS, I guess Navy does it a little differently. We don't really have the numbers. They tried that for a little bit. Right, right, right. But I was a CTT, cryptologic technician. Okay, cool. And for those of you guys who don't know what MOS, that's military occupational specialty. Uh, just to make sure we, we we throw that in there, but yeah, awesome. Very cool. make sure Very we cool. don't confuse anybody. But yeah, 
people ask me all the time when they ask me about that, oh, what did you do? And I'm like, well, I had to have a top secret clearance to even have my job, but I can tell you I made sure missiles didn't hit the ship. That's right. basically all I can tell you. Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. So, yeah, plenty of stories. Oh, I bet. Including, I bet. including uh, oh, deployment. And we were in Bahrain. There were some technical difficulties. And I saw an advertisement for Tech 9 was going to be doing a, a show in Bahrain. And we ended up. We ended up getting the damn thing fixed and left like a day before he was going to be there. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Dang. But yeah, I was like, mother fucker. Right. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Yep. <sighs> yep. Plenty of memories. That could be a whole nother damn podcast. Oh, I know. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. I got 11 years worth, so I'm making 12 next year, so we'll see. Yeah. I I only did my four. Okay. Yeah. I I about re-enlisted, but then I basically figured I had done all the goals that I had set. I I achieved every goal I set forth when I enlisted. And in the Navy, at least, it's not an automatic thing when you want to re-enlist. You have to go through these two committees, and then you have to get approved by both to re-enlist. If you even okay. get deni- if you get denied by even one, you get sent home. Oh, so man. Like, wow. Okay. I, I was like, you know what? I accomplished everything I wanted to. I'm good. Man. Unreal. Yeah. But hey, I got no complaints. I enjoyed my time. Absolutely. Uh, hey, you were part of the one percent that, that served. So hey, not, thank you for your service. And hey, you did you did your part. So thank you yeah, for you, yours too. Yeah. So so enjoying it. Oh yeah. Now getting back into wrestling here. Yeah. Um although kind of keeping the military thing in here, how do you feel that the military kind of prepared you? for getting into the business man so it's i can't so i think i so i obviously i was in the military when, when i started wrestling so i think the one thing that it definitely helped me with was my confidence because i mm. I, I was the little nerdy kid that got picked on growing up um you know always turned down in sports all those things you know so when i went through training i was like you know what this, this this can't be harder than the training that we had at boot camp. It can't like the amount of pressure that we had there is not going to compare to, to you know professional wrestling. And it didn't. It didn't. I, even though wrestling training is hard, very hard. It's a whole different type of pressure. But the amount of heat on military boot camp, because it's bar none, you can't compare. So I think it definitely helped me on a, on a on a on a confidence aspect and just like physically and mentally tough type thing. Um, but I think it took me getting out of the military and then getting back in. So I'm sure we'll hit it at, you know, down in the conversation shortly, but you know, I took about almost a four year hiatus from professional wrestling. And I think stepping away from that growing up and maturing and then getting back in the military in that time, 
put me in a whole different headspace to where now that I'm back, my perspective, my mentality, my mindset, my professionalism, picking and choosing my battles, all of that just played a huge effect into where I'm at today. So um, I think the military prepared me for professional wrestling on the physically and mentally tough mm. aspect, but it's done wonders after stepping away from wrestling and getting back into it to where now I have a whole different perspective and outlook which is making this a lot more enjoyable and just a lot easier to, to kind of get through. I, I can understand. I know for myself, very much kind of similar. You know, growing up, yeah, I was very much the bully kid. The sports, yeah, I played them. But let's just say I had times where the coaches thought I was taking a nap on the bus and then I heard them talking crap about me but that's a whole nother story but getting into the military yeah before it you probably never would have thought in a million years i'd be doing something like i'm doing right now with this podcast but you know the one thing i know the military taught me was you're not gonna be getting anywhere if you're being too damn shy so it beat right. the shyness out of me pretty damn quick. But then, you know, getting into, you know, the podcast here, man, I just remember one day had this idea, started off with some of my friends in the business that are here locally. But then when I got to that point where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start running out of people way quicker than I wanted to. Right. And then I just ended up, I think it was the, the SATs. They had liked something on Twitter, and then I'm like, this might be a long shot, but nah, let's see if it goes. And then, boom, now after this week, I'm about four or five shy of 200 episodes. Wow. Heck yeah. Like, recorded and put together, but not released yet but okay yeah i am just shy of 200 episodes wow almost there almost there that's what i'm pushing pretty damn hard i bet pretty i bet damn hard good lord i just had uh just yesterday a guy making some waves right now in texas but brick savage uh, he had the viral clip not long ago where i I even joked with him about it where he, I said he reminded me of the Hulk from Avengers with Loki, where he was just whipping the guy by, by his leg. There's a clip that went viral where he literally looked like he just picked a guy up and wham by his leg. Wow. Yeah. And, if, if there was before uh, September of 2023, I was, oh, I was still off the grid. You know, I, I just, like I got, I just got back into it in September, so I'm still catching up with like, what are some of the top promotions? You know, who are some of the up and coming younger guys? I still see some familiar faces, um, so you know, I'm I'm getting back into the swing of things, which has been pretty cool. So, gotcha. But yeah, that's why when you brought that up with what the military got you with you with uh, getting into wrestling, that's like you know what, it was kind of similar for me with the podcast, but. Uh, <laughs> Now, coming up, 
as of recording, this will be released later, but there is a Christmas Chaos Open Challenge for SWA. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? The words in wrestling open challenges are kind of getting thrown around a lot. Right. You have me curious here because the Southeast in wrestling has had a very storied history. I mean, going back before, you know, Georgia Championship Wrestling, wrestling in Florida, going into WCW. Now, here, it's like, okay, the Southeast has got some talent, so let's see who's going to step up for this. Yeah. Did you uh, did you watch the promo at, at, uh, by any chance? Is that I did, yes. Okay, <laughs> cool, cool, yeah. Um, yeah, so so apparently, so I right before I got on this, because I was trying to get get my uh, my, my wrestling uh, messenger open, which well, it wasn't happening, I saw that the challenge has been accepted, and by who I saw who it was. Um, now, I've been <laughs> so. Let, let let's start with what you were talking about. So yes, I think that the the South and the Gulf Coast has been producing a lot of talent over the last few years. Um, I'm I'm always gonna throw his name out first because it's my brother. We started around the same time, traveled the world, the, the country together. Ray Fury, um, if, if you don't know the name, somebody that you should know, he, he's been nonstop and, and he just looks like he's about to get signed or has been. Well, I'm not going to put those words out, but he was listed on the NWA roster page, which is awesome. I saw I um, saw that post, yeah. So excited, so excited for him. And uh, so he's one of the better ones, I think, from, from that area. Um Braxton Hunter is the guy that, that came up with with uh, in, in, out of our school, which he did. He's been doing great things. Vladimir Koloff is another guy who's been making waves. Um, there's a lot of talent at, like that, that's coming up uh, in that area. So yeah, I think I think in certain aspects, in certain parts of the coast, in certain areas, there's definitely up and coming potential talent and guys that are established like Ray and Braxton. Uh, Lucha LaCora, another one out there that he's a veteran, but he's established. Benjamin Woods, another veteran, but he's out in that area too. But guys that, that are carrying carrying the, the the torch out there, you know, and, and I've been talking about like, hey, I stepped away from the scene because I, I needed to. Um, but now that I'm back, I, I, I plan on reclaiming my throne, is like I've been saying, you know, and my promos have been a lot different than what they were in the past. It's not, it's not a heel thing. It's not a baby thing. It's just reality, you know, and I'm going to call it straight how it is. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat things, you know, like, yes, I come out as a baby face. Yes, I have genuine intentions. Like, I truly love what I do, but I believe in myself. Back to the military mindset, I feel like I'm better equipped and trained on a lot of le- levels that it's not gonna, I'm not going to accept defeat by somebody I don't feel can step up and do that. And it goes to my open challenge. It, it's been accepted. I, I've I haven't heard of the guy um, prior to, to, to leaving. I've seen his picture around, so maybe I just, I don't know, maybe he wasn't wrestling a lot in the territory, but but Van Vicious, that, that's the guy who, who accepted the challenge. So I look at it, and I'm like, okay, not phased. Uh, genuinely, not phased. So uh, I, I plan on, like, uh, again, this is going to be released um, hopefully soon, whatnot, but 
this Saturday, December 16th, um, I plan on walking in and having a pretty, I'm not going to say a simple night, but I plan on going in there looking for a fight and I plan on coming out victorious. I don't see another option. Um, I am ready to rock and roll and I'm ready to reclaim that SWA title because I was able to take it ac across the, the country and defend it in plenty of places and I'm ready to get back on the grid. I'm ready for people to take notice that I am still one of the best talents in the South. I, I was a freelancer. I left my original training, my training school where I started because I believed that there was more and I wanted to push myself and I built myself from the ground up with the help of the guys who really took me under their wing, which was Benjamin Wood and Lucha LaCura and even, even Serpentico, he's another guy that, that mentally just educated me and, and we worked together so much that I just had a lot of mentors that helped build me up. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited about the open challenge. Uh, it wasn't my idea. They, they, um, you know, they felt like this was the best route to go. So I, I just, at this point, I just feel bad for whoever is going to be put across for me because if they don't come in ready to fight, I'm, going to light them up and i'm ready to go you know like i'm ready to fight you know like it's it's just this isn't this isn't things you can plan for you know i had a match a couple of weeks ago and the guy decided to chop me I'm like okay and i cranked him back and we just went back and forth until we decided to move forward you know like like i'm i'm just not i'm not about the gimmicks right now this isn't about gimmicks this isn't about rainbows this is about butterflies like i am me and the Aztec warrior, the soldier, the, the, the all of that, it, it's all in the name. Aztec is because I'm Hispanic, you know? And then warrior is because I believe that I am that. But then again, soldier is a warrior. So it, it's all just, all we're doing is taking my background and what I am and creating a character and, and a person. But guess what? I'm not a character. That's just me with color behind it, right? Mm -hmm. So that, at that's the end what of the they day, say. Not to interrupt you, that's what no, they say ahead, makes, makes some of the best character or in-ring personas is basically just that person with the color behind them, turned up to 11, as they say. Yeah, and, and, and I agree with you because, you know, before I used to always think in my mind, because now when I wrestle, it's all about what story can I tell, how intense can we make it, how, how can we deliver something that makes sense and everything for me, it's all about that crowd interaction because now it's about just working the crowd and keeping them involved. It's not, it's not about the moves anymore. I'm not trying to freaking do a bunch of high spots and put my body like I used to because I'm a little bit older now. And I mean, I'm 33, but I, I'm, I've been around enough to just know if, if the juice is worth the squeeze. Right. Yeah. So um, at this point, at this point, you know, like I, I do agree with you there, you know, it, it is about, you know, just, that, that how can you take your wrestling persona and just mix it with who you are? Because, you know, gimmicks is, are cool, but at some point you, you hit, you hit a, 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 a kind of like a, a rough patch and just, it gets, it gets dried up to an extent, you know, but I, like, I'm, I'm excited, you know, and, and, and I feel like, you know, before I used to think of, Oh, how do I, how do I make my promos work with this power of the gods and the Aztecs, whatever? No, not anymore. I've been out enough to where I've studied and I continue to watch wrestling because I love it. And when I came back, I was like, I know which route I'm going to go. I know who I am. I have a unique look just as a person. But now my promos are just going to be straight 
straight to the point. We'll, we'll make things work. But like I tell everybody, I'm going to beat you up. And I'm like, please beat me. If, if you're going to beat me, in a, if, if, if you are going to beat me, and if that happens, make it believable and, and beat me. Beat me. You know, like, like I, it's just like I, I, I need to like beat me, you know, because at the end of the day, wrestling is now on a bigger spectrum because you got to think, think about wrestling like 10 years ago. Okay. And now we're talking about 2013 or whatnot in WWE. There was a lot of good stuff still going on in a sense, but UFC was its own thing. And still 2013 was, was uh, even, even in the mid two thousands attitude era, there was still a lot of things where guys were protecting themselves a little more. It wasn't as snug, you know, like, you see guys, I mean, got like Paluba kicks, bro kicks, um, Claymore, certain shots. Guys are just leaving their face wide open to get cranked now because I think the UFC and, and the whole – the UFC has almost pushed professional wrestling to become a little bit more realistic because fans were catching too much of the misses and the, the protectings where it's gotten physical. So at this point, I'm like, you know what? Like, that's what we're going to roll with. You know, wrestling has now become more of a physical sport because the UFC and the believability factor has forced it to, to that point because people are always like, oh, wrestling's fake. It's fake. And I'm like, you know what? Yes, guys, elephant in the room. It is predetermined, right? We know this. But the fans don't. When you go to a show, you don't, you don't have it. You don't know it. But when you're watching the match for what it is, Let's fight. Let's make this thing believable. Like, I'm going to stick you, and I hope that you stick me, you know? Oh, yeah. And, you know, I always tell people, it, it might be predetermined, but you go take a fall in that ring and tell me that don't hurt. Because I've done it, and yeah, even a simple fall. But when you yes. were talking about, you know, you just beat me, it kind of, it brought up memories for me of, uh, more old school Taz with his whole beat me if you can survive if I let you. Yeah, and that mentality was that, that was coming up when you were bringing that up there. Right, and, and, and you're absolutely right too. You know because it's just man, it's it's just a different. I feel like we're just at a different era, and and I have been able to just utilize a little knowledge a little wisdom and and really think you know and again i i don't mean to i'm not trying to what is it uh you know expose the business or bury the business because I, i'm not like i said you know the elephant in the room and again most people who are going to listen to the podcast know it's predetermined and, and and if i'm not supposed to say that i'm sorry but again other than that what we do in that ring is a hundred percent physical there is nothing Nothing about that that is fake because I hate that word because I'm like, dude, you want to get hit in the chest? You want to get kicked in the face? You want to get punched in the neck? You want to take a, a power bomb, a suplex, something off the top? Your body's going to feel every single bit of it because we put our bodies on the line. That, yeah. There's nothing There's nothing that takes that away from it. So, um, yeah, I mean, and, and that's what I, I – I'm, I'm a huge believer in product brand equity, you know, and, and personal brand equity. And that's what I meant to say, personal brand equity. So me as, as a brand and a personal brand, 
I want to make sure I work hard, I stay in shape, I, I do everything I need to do to look the part. Because again, you know, like if someone's going to beat me, like look like you could do it, you know, and, 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 and it takes away, you know, like that's, that's like the biggest thing, you know, like you're not going to see a 150 pound guy suplex a 275 pound man. It's just not happening, you know, so, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's, it's a different, you got to take that match and approach a lot differently. So um, oh, yeah. I, I try to think of myself every time I get in a ring, even if I'm wrestling a bigger guy, like even I'm five, nine, 195 pounds. Right. And, and, but I work out hard enough to where my mind is Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, that even if they were a little shorter, they looked strong enough that if you were 250, they were still going to suplex you one way or the other. And that no. is my mindset. This isn't about being a small 205 live cruiserweight. No. Guess what? My thing is, if I can pick you up, I'm going to talk your ass. I don't care. And I want you to be bigger because I just want to pick you up even, even more because I want to do it. You know, there's no some kind of suplex that I can get you in that I can get you off your feet, you know, and. Again, if you're too big, then I'm gonna chop the tree down. But other than that, if you're within a good range, I'm getting you off your feet. So, uh, and I'm and I'm gonna die trying, you know. So, oh yeah, no, just, that I I totally get it, you know. And hell, the whole uh, metaphor, or whatever, with uh, you know, going back to Taz mentality, the whole yeah. suplex thing got me thinking about that again. I mean, right. yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge Taz fan. I'll go ahead and say it. But right. there was there was another thing when looking up for notes for the show that I was like, huh. And another little thing that I we kind of have in common because I was seeing some shows in Pascagoula, Mississippi. Okay. And the thing the thing there is with uh, my ship, it was a brand new one, uh, part of the first ever crew of it, and it was being built in Pascagoula, Mississippi. Believe it was Lost Art of Wrestling. Was that? Yeah, the, that was the yeah. promotion, and I was like, "Holy moly!" Another yeah, little yeah. another little connection there. Yeah, yeah, I haven't really thought of Pascagoula in a while. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was very close in that area. Yeah, Lost Start was really cool. Um, yeah, it's been like like I said, I've been uh I've been easing my way back into it. So you know, I've had uh so I've been back one, two. I had Mucha Lucha in Atlanta. So I've had uh this is gonna be my fourth fourth show since uh, September. And uh, again, because I wanted to do things correctly, I wanted to make sure. That I was in great, like in good shape, which now I feel about ninety percent there, and I don't think I'll ever reach a hundred because that's just impossible. I got to keep improving, but I think a good ninety percent is good. And I wanted to just make sure that I can get through everything properly. My first date, my 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 return match was a tag match. Then I had a battle royal in, in Mucha Lucha, which I was there pretty much the entire the entire time, and we're in the final four with uh Yabo the Clown and and uh, and, and Suicide. So we were, we, you know, we did that. And then, um, you know, then I had my first singles match December 1st over there at Lost Art. And now my, my return to SWA, which is going to be really cool. And, uh, you know, and, and I'm, and I feel as confident as ever when I left that match in, in, in December 1st, I was like, 
I'm ready for December 16th, 100%, like ready to rock. And, um, you know, I'm still working on my cardio, getting things back up. But again, you know, I'm, I'm slowing down my pace because I want, you know, I'm not trying to do high pace fast. You know, I, I'm going to match you and I'm going to meet you, but I'm not going to try to go and do anything crazy because that's just not me anymore, you know. And I want to do more of just like a little bit more of just, uh, you know, pound for pound type work and, and a little bit of a uh, little strength and a little quickness, you know, to just kind of just find that good balance and just make it work. So oh, yeah. I'm going to pause real quick. Yeah, go ahead. All right, we're back. I mentioned before my wife and I, we help out with the dog rescue and one of our fosters decided to get trapped behind the couch. So I had to go get them. (laughs) Little, little shit. Anyways. All right. So we are about at the point of the show where that's him right there making up. There you go. Yeah, this is what I I get for having the door to my space where I record open because he would be making even more noise. But we were at the point of the show where I have two categories. One is a bit of a name game where I try to I try to theme it towards the guests as much as possible. And this time, with the both of us having that military background in common, there are a bunch of people, big names in pro wrestling, that have also been in the military. They're also fellow veterans. So this one's going to be along those lines. Okay. So I give you the name. You give me some quick thoughts on the person. Okay. First one, Bobby Lashley. The, oh, man. I mean, he's he should be his own army himself. I mean, he is. I still can't picture how he was in the military at his size. Because even when he enlisted, he was huge. I mean, that guy, I would have just put him on a, on a throne and put him wherever we needed him, like promoted him right away and like, Utilize this guy as a tank. You know, like he could just be a tank. Attach some wheels on him with a gun. He's a tank by himself. So, oh yeah, that the, most the ideal. Yeah, like he is like the most unrealistic ideal epitome of a soldier. So yeah, it, it's like okay, okay uh, Marvel looking for somebody for Captain America. They just slap him in there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next one. A guy that actually followed me on Twitter, or X, or whatever the fuck you want to call it anymore. Yeah. But he is the former member of DX, or I guess you could say he's still in it. He is WWE Hall of Famer, the D-O-double-G Rogue Dog. Wow. So I actually did not know that uh, that he was prior service, which blows my mind. Um, but again, I mean, I mean, obviously one of the one of the best on the mic, one of the best on the mic. You know, during the Attitude Era, I mean, I absolutely loved watching how quick he was on the mic and just how quick witted and funny he was. Um, he's another big pioneer out here in the Southern scene. You know, so many people just 
built off of his legacy and reputation and the, the way he's been able to help a lot of the people in the South. So, oh yeah, Road Dog, legendary, absolute icon. Um, I mean, oh, oh, you didn't know. Apparently, I didn't. So, <laughs> oh, you didn't know. Oh God, I used. You know what? I still have that whole. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I have that whole thing yeah. memorized. And you know what? I actually little tie-in with him and the show. He his uh, former co-host of his podcast, Ryan Katz, who mm-hmm. now is working backstage with NXT, I believe, still. Oh. Former guest of mine. So that was a little interesting. And I got to tell him about having that whole thing still memorized. So cool little connection there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Next one. I made a little joke on an opinion show of mine that uh, to treat the like button like you were. Kevin Nash doing a jackknife powerbomb, but hey, don't tear your quad while doing it. But we're talking about Kevin Nash right now. Wow. Wait, he he was prior service too? Stop. Mm-hmm. What branch, do you know? I can't remember. I, I wow. can't remember. One of the most iconic big men of all time. I mean, Big Diesel, you know? I mean, gosh. I mean, Kevin Nash, again, he... I mean... NWO, I mean, forever. NWO, him friggin' Scott Hall. I mean, he he will forever be known as part of the duo that flipped professional wrestling upside down forever. I think the epitome of the Forbidden Door. Yeah, that's you're you're talking about it. Like he, they they always talk about Chris Jericho, which a legend and icon in himself, but the the real Forbidden Door situation was the NWO. So oh yeah, um, yeah. All right, last two here. A guy, you know, teaming along with Bobby Lashley like right now, Montez Ford. Wow, I mean, you could just tell, like Bobby Lashley, it screams off of both of them that like the way they're squared away, the way they carry themselves, mannerism. Montez Ford, I'm, I'm ready to see someone put a title on him. I mean, that man has all gifts of everything, ability, talk. I mean, born for this. Oh yeah. Now, last but not least here, a guy that I had the opportunity to actually get to meet him, and I got something around here autographed by him at Revolver. We're talking about Steve Macklin. Oh, okay, okay. I was waiting for Flip. I was waiting for Flip. Um, But, yeah, Steve Macklin, too. Yeah, another guy. Yeah, I mean, I like. I personally liked when they did the whole Forbidden Sons thing. I mean, it was so cool because it was guys that, you know – Evidently did their part, you know, and I mean, hey, that guy was able to take the opportunities he's had and now put himself on a main event scene with impact. I mean, it's super, like it's good to see because there's so many guys that don't get that opportunity and like, you know, the, the, some of the bigger, you know, corporations and companies. But I mean, he guys like that, just they were just waiting for an opportunity to, to just put themselves on the map. And he did that. So absolutely. I mean, there is no better feeling than seeing guys who have served and have taken what they learned and just applied it and have excelled. And he's one of those that did that. So, oh yeah. My shout out to Flip Gordon because again, that man, he recently, uh, he re- uh, recently 
got out probably several years, probably about four, five, six years ago, something like that. You know, he, he hung it up, but I mean, class act, hell of a talent and prior yeah. army as well. So. Oh yeah, De- definitely can't forget about that. But uh, the thing with uh, Macklin there, I've got to see him live twice. One time, I'm one to say it was against Rich Swan, and this other time, this last time here was him, Alex Cologne, and Ricky Shane Page versus the Second Gear Crew. And holy shit! I joke with the Second Gear crew about their matches might as well be sponsored by Home Depot with the amount of stuff that just gets thrown around and uh, right. Matthew Justice diving off a scaffold. It was insane. That <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Oh, yeah. All right. Now, I have some random questions. Some right. might be wrestling related. Some might not be. Some might have absolutely nothing to do do with anything we've talked about so far cool spitfire let's go all right so i give you the question give me the first answer that pops into your head so this first one here craziest in match moment for you man um dog collar match and a fire extinguisher okay (laughs) that that would do it I I know I've seen a match that ended with the flaming glass on top of some metal folding chairs. Yeah, no, me and Sir Panico. Yep, that was that was probably one of the craziest ones. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah, I can I can imagine that. Yeah, that that hard that would be hard to top. I know I I like to keep that question in here because I just love hearing some of the stories behind it and yeah dog collar match and uh, throw yourself a fire extinguisher in there yeah oh yeah that yeah. would be that would be up there yeah all right now everybody in wrestling has a dream match me i have some people that would definitely be dream guests for the show what would you say is a a dream match for you that hasn't happened yet. You know, it's so funny because there's so many opponents that you can pick, and um, I'm. This is gonna be crazy. I hope that I'm one of the maybe one of the first to say it. And, and if people appreciate this answer, they'll know why. If I could wrestle anybody right now, and I think you know they they talk about dream matches. I mean, obviously, like you know, Ray Mysterio, stuff like that. But if I can wrestle anybody, Dolph Ziggler, Nick Nemeth. Ooh. And hey, th- that 90-day non-compete is coming up. That because actually happen. Look, because of how he sells, I try to sell just like he does, over the top, and just because it's that is the beauty of best wrestling is selling. And I take so much pride in selling, so... Um, yeah, I like taking those bumps, you know, so, uh, yeah. I can, I can, oh, I can understand that. And, you know, with where I'm hearing rumors of him going, they do allow their talent to take independent booking. Right. 
I know, I know. Maybe one day. One day I'd love to tell a story there. Yeah, I mean it's so it's a lot more feasible now than when let's say if he right. didn't get released. So Correct. Correct. Yep. All right. Now I always laugh when people talk about big big uh sums of money like oh you could never spend that right but it i like to think of it as like you know what you give me that much watch me so the question here is if you had what i like to call fuck it money you just had a big sum of money you can do anything with what is something you would get to be honest with you, I would just make sure I have a paid-off house and uh, top-of-the-line Ford Bronco. That's it. Okay. So. Solid yep. choice. So yep. the sensible choice, you know, having the house paid off and all that. Yep. That's 33-year-old mine now with a daughter, so that's where, that's, <laughs> that's where it's at. <laughs> yep. I, I, can, I get it. I get it. Yep. All right. Now... I would feel weird with a name of a show like I have if I didn't have this question in here. Favorite drink, whether it be alcoholic or non, because I always tell people just because it says drinking at Moe's, yeah, doesn't mean that it has to be alcoholic. I'll give you. I'll give you three. I'll give you one of each. So I didn't start drinking until I turned thirty. So that was three years ago um, because of the rock and the tequila. So. Mm. Um, so, favorite non-alcoholic drink, Coke Zero. Um, favorite uh, just energy drink. I love my uh, like Red Bull watermelon. Probably one of my favorite ones. Or like Ghost Energy. Favorite alcoholic drink, Tequila Sunset, which I like to call it because basically uh, tequila, orange juice, pineapple juice, and a splash of cranberry juice. Um, so that's that's those are my uh, those are my go-to's. So so solid. Solid. Didn't you bring up the rocks to kill? One of my favorites, actually. That yep. Caramana is smooth as hell. You put I love that. It. You put that stuff in one of those those drinks yep. of yours, or in a in a margarita, like I like to have yeah. it. You, you, gotta, you, you, gotta, you gotta be damn careful because that stuff's so smooth that you put it in there. You can barely tell there's any damn alcohol in it. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So, yep. Then it catches up with you pretty damn quick. Absolutely. All right. Now, last but not least here, best advice you have for anybody wanting to get into wrestling? Uh, best advice that I can give anybody, man. So, I actually made a long post the other day. So, if you haven't go, I'm, I'm going to I think I've seen you. it. Huge thing, and uh, I think the 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 biggest advice I would just say is work extremely hard on yourself. Make sure that mentally you're in a good spot, mentally, financially, and just overall in life, where you know how to prioritize your finances and your job and career um, while pursuing professional wrestling. Make sure you have somewhat of a foundation for a career and a backup plan in case something doesn't work out because you still want to be successful in life no matter what, if it doesn't work out or if it does. Um, Because obviously the average millionaire, seven forms of uh, income. And uh, lastly, in that advice is just make sure to focus on yourself, be kind to others, and try to avoid 
getting in un unnecessary drama because I was guilty of it, obviously, when I was younger. But there's there's no sense in it. You know, we're all trying to do the same thing. Like my dad said, if you don't have anything good, don't say it. So just, uh, yeah, stay out of drama, work hard on yourself, and make sure that you are financially and mentally in a good spot. And don't ever neglect your career on the side or some kind of backup plan in case things don't work out. So. Yeah, because you, you never know. Not everybody goes straight to the main event of WrestleMania. Right. So. Or sometimes physically, you can get hurt and never do it again. So, no, yeah. yep. definitely. All right. Before we go, where can people find you social media wise? So, if they don't already have their eyes on the Aztec Warrior, they can go ahead and get them there. Definitely. Facebook and Instagram, all at Alex Cruz Nation. It's going to be A L E X. C-R-U-Z-N-A-T-I-O-N. It's all right. We will get that in the description. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me tonight. Best of luck getting out there. Getting back out there in the world of wrestling. And yeah. I'll be definitely keeping an eye out. Awesome. Good to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. All right, brother. <laughs>